Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur climbing the corporate ladder or a work-from-home parent, you are a boss. If you desire to make your life extraordinary, to reach and exceed your personal and professional goals, and learn from other strong leaders, then the Boss Lady Podcast is for you. As an entrepreneur, mother, wife, and former CEO, I share lessons and stories of both personal and professional successes and failures. Join me along with a diverse list of guests as we break down strategies, tools, and techniques that will enhance your career and your life. Together, we will embrace, empower, and educate each other. I am Teresa Rand, and this is the Boss Lady Podcast. Hello to my listeners. I am Teresa Rand, the founder of the Boss Lady Podcast, the Boss Lady Leadership Community, and Teresa Rand Consulting. All of that stuff you just heard in that wonderful bio or introduction, whatever you want to call it, that I I did several months ago, maybe almost a year. It's about time to update that. Although nothing's really changed. If you are a regular listener, thank you for coming back. I know your time is valuable and I appreciate you being here every week or every two weeks or once a month or just whenever it pops into your feed. And if you're a new listener, thank you for finding us. However you found us, we appreciate it. And I will tell you my one and only commercial is you can find out anything about my business, the work that I do, the boss lady community, the consulting work I do by going to TeresaRandConsulting.com. It's Teresa with no H, T-E-R-E-S-A, Rand, R-A-N-D, TeresaRandConsulting.com. You can find out whatever you want to know about me and the work that I do. So I hope I do hope you'll check it out. I hope you'll listen to the very end of the podcast and subscribe, rate, review, all of those things every podcast you listen to ask you to do. They are important for us so people can find us easier. But I like to jump right into my guest. And today, my guest is Mel Gibson. And it is not the Mel Gibson that first comes to your mind. It is a she, Mel Gibson. And I asked her if, you know, we had to to talk about the elephant of the room with her name. So we've done that. But you know what? You're going to be just as enthralled with this Mel Gibson as if it were the actor Mel Gibson. Because she has something that you need, we need, I need more than anybody else. And that is how to manage our inbox. Do you know that we spend 40% of our time on email, in email, with email, so however you want to say it. But yet, if we're using Outlook, which is Mail specialty, how much do we really know about it? You know, I know when I was at work and we went to Outlook, we were just told how to cut it on, how to answer the emails. We weren't taught any tricks of the trade. And Mel runs an uh, organization called The Right Outlook. And what she does is she works with businesses and individuals to provide programs for inbox management, which I think we all know if we can manage our inbox, what does that do? It frees up our time. Mel comes with a breadth of uh, experience as a training and process improvement manager who I guess realized this was a problem when you were working for corporate America. So now, as I said, she's the owner and chief presenter at the right outlook. So when I saw your uh, podcast person, agent come and reach out to me, I was like, 
This is a topic we have to talk about. So Mel, welcome. Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And tell us where you are, because we've been making jokes that, you know, I can't remember which day it is. It's Tuesday here that we're recording, and it's Wednesday morning for you. It's 5 o'clock my time on Tuesday. It's 7.30 your time on Wednesday, which just blows my mind. But where are you? Yes, I'm coming from Australia. So I live in Adelaide, Australia, which is in the south of Australia. And yes, it is the morning here. Uh, But yeah, really appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely. I'm glad to have you on. So tell us a little bit about why you chose. I mean, you obviously worked in corporate America. You had probably a really good job, it looks like, based on your skill set and your knowledge. So how did this come to you as an idea for a business? Thanks, Teresa. Actually, I've worked in corporate Australia. I actually haven't ever worked in corporate America, but corporate Australia, yes, I did. And the reason that I discovered this is actually one day a colleague of mine came to me in tears. Um, I was the process and training improvement manager at the organization at the time. And she said, Mel, I'm resigning. I'm I'm so overwhelmed. I, I There's so much stress. I'm not sure what, what it is, but I can't do this anymore. I'm going to resign from this industry. Well, I said, if we can pinpoint where the stress is coming from, we might be able to fix it. So it was really clear when we sat down together and we opened up a computer that Outlook was the first application that came up. And she had 16,000 emails in her inbox, which oh my actually is much more common than you think. So really there was no strong process going on anywhere. At that time, my inbox wasn't 100% uh, what it is now either, but I could notice it everywhere in so many uh, industries. My clients, my colleagues, every business professional I met was drowning in email. So I went away and put together a process that fixed the uh, problems that my colleague was having, and it worked. Back then, it was only a four-step process. Now, I have over 15 modules to help people create smart inbox management processes in their inboxes, but it worked brilliantly. After she learned the four steps back then, she went from 16,000 emails down to zero in less than an hour, and she has maintained that every day since. That wow. was seven years ago. Wow. Best part the stress went away and she stayed in her job, stayed in the industry, and she's become really successful since. Amazing. Because I know, I don't even know, I think my inbox has like 14,000. Now, the one thing I know is that mine aren't unread. I am fanatical about reading them, but then I put them to the side. And I have to apologize about saying you worked in corporate America. Duh. But but I'm sure you don't get Australians on your podcast every every week. Australia is just those words just automatically come out of my mind, so I apologize. <laughs> um, and so I'm sure the listeners were laughing, so I had to acknowledge it. But you know, I read mine, but then I I I'm sometimes I'm afraid to delete them. Is that a common problem? Because you think, well, I, I can go back and pull them out of the trash, but sometimes they disappear and I might need to prove I said or did, you know, put that in writing, uh, uh, CYA if if I need to. So I think that's a lot of fear, right, is you don't want to delete so. them. 
I was talking about this with a client just yesterday. A lot of people have this fear. There's a, a need to have compliance uh, and, you know, people tracking um, some of the conversations and, and even for legal purposes, uh, com- communication. So right. absolutely. But there is a way to keep the emails but not have it as one big long list in your inbox that is really overwhelming. It's super important to let go of emails is what I kind of, uh, it's as simple as that really. Mm -hmm. So once something's been actioned, moving it out of your main inbox is really, really important because that for our brain, it's a very clear line in the sand. We can say that has been done. I can mentally let it go. Mm. Um, And that's really, really important because otherwise the overwhelm uh, really creeps up on us and I call it spinning plates in our head. So that's often Mm. when we're lying in bed and we're having trouble sleeping because we're like, oh, did I do that thing? Oh, did I get back to that email? Oh, so that is really can stop that because your brain goes by moving it out into a folder, for example, um, really means that, okay, I've done this email, I've actioned the item, I can now let it go. And then your brain lets it go and you can move on with your day. <laughs> right. Yeah, because so there's a way, and I I don't know this, I should. I know there's certain folders, I don't ever use them, but do you ask people to decide? First of all, I let me go back. I just had an organizer come to my house and help me organize my office when she's coming back to do another room. And the first thing she did is make me throw things away that I thought I couldn't live without. So is that part of your process? Because I'm sure out of all my emails, there are many there that I don't need anymore. Mm, Absolutely. Yes, that is an element of it. So firstly, we want to also look at some of our foundational inbox management. Um, And ideal folder structure is a big part of that. So I imagine with your personal organizer, they're looking at storage solutions that are really effective, right? So in an inbox, that would be folders. And for the people in in listening today who are thinking, oh, I've got lots of folders now, I'm really organized. Actually, I'm here to burst your bubble. Lots of folders don't mean more organization. They actually mean more time spent filing, which is not really a value add. Um, and actually, actually it's, it's quite a uh, contentious subject when I speak with clients because they're like, but I'm really organized. Well, I've got lots of folders. But yeah, what's the trade-off? Because I think people um, severely overestimate how many emails they search for every day. Mm-hmm. So what happens is we spend maybe 20, 30 minutes a day, depending on how many emails you get and how many folders you have, filing. In fact, they've done a study on this, would you believe? They do studies for everything, don't they? So if you have 40, 40 folders in your inbox, and you're filing, filing, filing. Say you get 100 emails a day. That's probably about 20 minutes per day you are spending just filing. That's not replying to emails or reading them. That's just filing. The studies show that if you have only four folders as a comparison, you're four to five times faster at filing, which means that 20 minutes a day becomes only four to five minutes which that's over an hour a week that you've saved in filing just by simplifying your folders. It's really important. You know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about what the desktop of my computer looks like. Mm. And, 
you know, it's funny because even when you and I were chatting before we went live, I couldn't find your bio because I put it in a folder inside of a folder. And then I was like, yes. oh, well, you're resending it. I found it. But I had spent probably five minutes before our call looking for it. And then I thought, well, I'm just going to have to ask her. And then when I went back, there it was. So I would imagine that our habits, whether it's organizing my physical space, it's organizing my desktop, my Google Drive is a mess. I had take, I spent probably 20 minutes today looking for a couple of documents in my Google Drive, or it's organizing my email. We bring our habits with us to all of our avenues of work. Would that be true? Maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And the reason, the very first reason that people find email so overwhelming is that we are all self-taught. So we mm. are self-taught in email. And I'm here to say it's not your fault if you find email uh that brings on anxiety. If you find that your inbox is an overwhelming place to be, it's not your fault because we're all self-taught. So I find it, um, as you said earlier, the average business professional now spends 40% of their time in their inbox. So we're spending nearly half of our week doing something we've never received any formal training on. And we actually don't know how the software even works. Now that Mm. makes no sense to me whatsoever. So really it is, um, if email is, a problem for you, uh, let me tell you, learning how to use it properly is life-changing because it doesn't have to be difficult. And, you know, it really has so many benefits to learning how to use it well. Um, So I I think it's really, um, and and I guess on the other side of that coin, the cost of using it badly, wow, there's many, many costs to using it badly. And I think it's really um, important to, to highlight some of those because often email is the, e- the, e- the evil scapegoat in business now and lots of there I see so many memes about it and so many jokes about it. But it is yeah. quite a serious thing. Um, so I just wanted to highlight some of the costs because, um, you know, human behaviour, we only really do something about a problem if it's, if it's bad enough or painful enough to do so. Because you might be, you listeners might be sitting there or in their car going, oh, yeah, Mel, I can understand. Yeah, email does drive me up, hit up the wall. But let's talk about exactly what it's doing. So firstly, the actual cost from a bottom line point of view, if you have a, if you have a business or, um, you know, you're, you're in a large business, the the actual cost to your profit and your bottom line, there's a formula that you can work out exactly what it's costing you. So for every hour you or your team use email badly, I want you to think about this equation. So the number of people in your business multiplied by the average hourly rate. So you might have 50 people in your organisation with an hour, let's be conservative, an average hourly rate of $20 per hour. That's $1,000 per week for every single hour of efficient, inefficient email use. So straight away, this isn't a problem to fix when we get around to it. It's a critical cost-saving strategy. Um, and if you multiply that by, um, you know, 46 or 48, you know, weeks in a year, that is significant. significant. Yeah. Yeah. 
And no. realistically, as I said before, as you and I said before, if we're spending 40% of our time in our inbox, imagine if you can become twice as fast, just double your efficiency. That is a saving, a time saving of eight hours every single week. That's an entire business day. Yeah, now, imagine true. if you could save that as a cost saving. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. Wow. So, so really specifically with Outlook. Correct. 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 And even more specifically on PC. So Outlook for Mac isn't as feature rich as Outlook for PC. So I do uh, help Outlook users on PC. Okay. And in your opinion, is that, for lack of a better word, the best email yes. system to use? Okay. And it why? Is much more feature rich. Much more feature rich. So okay. it has a lot more tools. Um, it has a lot more features that you can build into smart inbox management. Let me give you an example, actually, Teresa. Yeah. So um, there is, did you know that there is a way that Outlook can on PC can tell you what your important and urgent emails are without you needing to read them first? So, for example, when you're sitting at your inbox, so you've got meetings and you come back to your inbox and you've got 50 emails sitting there, most people approach that task in the same way. They start at the bottom or they start at the top and they read all 50 of the emails or at least scan them. And our brain plays tricks on us when we do this. It says, oh, I better quickly respond to that one there, even though it's not urgent and it's not important just to get it off my plate because I might forget later. And then all of a sudden you've got another meeting to go to in five minutes' time and you haven't got to the urgent email that was at the bottom and you miss it. And then even if you do, you're kind of going to the next meeting feeling like you're all over the place. And yeah. that just really feels like we're never on top of things. We're always feeling overwhelmed. Instead, Outlook can tell you by making the emails look different so you, your eyes drawn straight to it, what your urgent and important emails are. So this can save you um, up to four hours per week, depending on how many times you're looking at your inbox. So and it really just means you're honing in on the important ones first. So for example, would there, this is where my mind goes, would there be, because I, I think I shared with you, I use Gmail personally, but yeah. I have a client that wants me to correspond using their email system. So their yes. email system is Outlook, and I yes. have struggled just because I'm not used to it. But so taking your example, if Dr. Smith, I'm just making up a name, is the mm -hmm. person that hired me, well, when her mm -hmm. emails come in, I want her emails to be at the top. So I'm scanning down for any that I get from her because I feel like I need to answer those first. And then I may forget some of the others. So you're saying there's pre-work I could do to maybe Correct. flag that comes from Dr. Smith would Correct. automatically be a different color or come to the top. Correct. Exactly. So it's a different font, color, and size. So it stands out. You can't miss right. it. And it's completely customizable to every individual, you know, we all have, even individuals within the same organization have different definitions of urgent and important email so it's completely customizable to each individual um, and you know it, it really 
makes such a huge difference to our feelings of being on top of things. Our mood during the day is severely impacted by us having to chase our tail all the time. So it makes a huge difference knowing that you're on top of things. So if I'm customizing, because this is intriguing, yeah. Let's just say I've got an event coming up and there are 10 people that are involved in the food, the logistics, the speaker, the, can I customize it to the event that everything yeah. that anybody said? So not necessarily those 10 people, but just this speaker event. If I title that, those emails are going to be in the, and they Correct. stay there, right? Because today... Yeah, I was because somebody said something about, well, do you have the food or I don't see the food? And I was like, "Uh, I've already done that. But I had to search for the email. First of all, I had to remember the name of the person that is responsible for the food. Once I remembered her name, then I had to search all the information to prove, yes, I had done that. And we're all set for this particular event that I'm managing. So. Yeah, so I mean, these, this is what one of the wow. this is one of the uh, processes that are a set and forget. You set it up once and it works forever, right. or you can turn it on, turn it off. If you have an event or a project, right. um, you can have you know perhaps someone's only emailing you for a, a short amount of time, a couple of weeks, and then the project's finished and they're not going to email you anymore. Yeah. So you can it's completely it customizable. Wow. So yeah, it, there's so much it can do, and I think the having the smart inbox management processes because at the end of the day, email is our most important communication tool. So many people, um, you know, that's how we communicate in business these days and not having a custom process for your business and how you use email is a really huge missed opportunity. Um, And it, 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 it serves so many benefits. I think, you know, it helps your team members feel like they are more on top of things. It helps you spend your time. Imagine saving eight hours every single week. You know, yeah. what could you do with that? Oh, you could grow your business. You could grow right. your people. Yeah. So how do you do the training, Mel? Um, do, you, do you, I mean, obviously you can go into the company and do it, but can you do yeah. these trainings virtually? Absolutely. In fact, a lot of people prefer it that way because um, now with online uh, technology that we have um, with Zoom and Teams and so forth, this, I share the screen and I set people through everything. So it's right there. You know, when you're sitting in a in a room in a large room and the screen's all the way on the other side of the room, sometimes uh, it's, it's good it's point. Accessible in some ways. So yeah, I have an an online program uh, for individuals to come along to. Um, once a, so the the modules that I do are um, usually a minimum of six modules because I love working with people who really want to get the results here. Because a lot of people right. say, oh, how does it work now? Is it just a workshop and you throw 20 tips and tricks at uh, me? Well, no, because that's not how humans actually learn and it's certainly not how you change behaviour. And especially with our inboxes, it's long-term behaviour. Some of us have been using, you know, our inboxes in in the, in the work environment for 20, 25 years yeah. now. So um, we need to change that long-term behaviour and so it's a programme. 
Um, so we ha- I have a program called Business Efficiency where it really has six of my best modules to tackle that um, efficiency piece and make sure that we're really improving the organisation and the processes of our inbox. And it's the six most common ones to really move that needle to really save a whole bunch of time and stress. Yes. So where can we find you? If I, I'm sure like because I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, there's so many things I probably should be doing and it would be yeah. worth taking six lessons to save that yeah. eight hours a week. I mean, it's almost like a no-brainer. Um, and I'd look Absolutely. extra smart in my client's mind too, because you know, maybe could teach them something. But um, how can we find you? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, so Mel Gibson, The Right Outlook is um, on LinkedIn. Uh, I have a Facebook page, The Right Outlook AUS. So it's um, on Instagram as well. So um, you can find me in lots of places, but also the rightoutlook.com.au is my website. Um, and I'll also have a link. So if you okay. feel like you would like to learn more and perhaps work out whether some of my programs, either from a business point of view, I do um, programs uh, direct for businesses, larger businesses, as well as for individuals. If you'd like to have a chat about the program and you are an Outlook user who uses PC, but by the PC, I mean anything other than a Mac. So, and I my daughter and bought a real PC as I thought, yeah. and I'm an Apple fan, Apple phone, Apple watch, Apple yeah. iPad, Apple, but the Mac, I was like, it was too confusing. So, um, sorry, <laughs> but the only I thing I, Apple. I do have uh, a few clients who have just bought a cheap, small laptop, a Mac, a PC, just so that they can manage their email, even though yeah. they still use Mac because they might be creatives and they're doing you know, a lot of, um, yeah, yeah, a lot of work on the Mac for their business, but they manage their email on a small PC laptop. But, yeah, if you if you would like to learn more about the programs, um, uh, there's going to be a link that you can um, that you can click on and have some time to spend talking to me about whether oh. it's the right fit. I'll put your website in the show notes yeah. because I, I think this is, you know, we've got text and we've got all these other social media, but I and we're not fortune tellers or future tellers, but the fact is, as you said, email is really how we do business. And that's right. I don't think that's going to go away. I, I think it's going to continue to evolve. It's, you know, and especially in the virtual world, I mean, it's more important than ever, you know, because I'm not even down the hall from my coworker anymore. So it's all Correct. email. I just finished reading a book or a couple of months ago, because I've talked about it several times and I think you and I may have chatted about it offline mm-hmm. was um, the digital body, digital body language. And mm-hmm. it's an amazing book. I, I can't remember if she's a Harvard or Yale professor, but one of those Ivy league schools. And she talks about how we manage our email and how we show up in emails, mm-hmm. our language, our punctuation or lack thereof, so on and so forth. So I think that book would be, you would love to read that book because she does talk oh, about yeah. a lot about email etiquette and um, yes. that it all goes hands, hand in hand. It's, it is a huge part of communication these days, more so than ever. And I think it's going to continue to be that way. So I appreciate you being on the podcast. I'm fascinated by this topic and I'm, I'm glad that you crossed my path 
and we will, I'll let you know when this is coming out, but for our listeners, stay tuned. I will put all of Mel's information in the show notes, but you can go to rightlook.com. The right outlook dot com au. Okay. I'm gonna say it one more time because Bobby can edit out all the mistakes. The right outlook dot com dot au. That's where you can find Mel. And uh, I've been thinking about having her do a virtual workshop for our boss lady group that uses uh, for those that use Outlook, because every time I chat with you, there's there's a new tip. But I'm sure I won't be able to go in there and find them myself. It would be well worth it to find them with a little bit. Like you said, we're expected to use this major communication tool with no training. That's and, right. And, That's right. And it makes me laugh because if imagine a, an accountant going to a job interview and, and you know, them saying, um, oh, you know, asking about their experience and they're, oh, you know, I'm se- completely self-taught and I'm not very good at what I spend 50% of yeah. doing. I couldn't get the job. Yeah. But that's what happens. 40% of the that's great that's great well thank you so much for getting up early and being here with us today that's my dog barking because it is the afternoon here and he hears my husband coming home so thank you for having me and if you are listening again thank you so much for listening to the boss lady podcast and i'll end the show like i always do with my grandfather saying to take time to stop and smell the roses take care